Welcome to American Dissident Voices. I'm Kevin Alfred Strom. I've detailed many times on this program and in articles on nationalvanguard.org the facts that banking as we know it is the biggest fraud in the world and a largely Jewish fraud, the whole basis of which is the creation of money out of nothing and falsely calling such created money, quote-unquote, loans, and demanding that consumers, workers, and taxpayers, quote-unquote, pay it back, plus interest, to the scamsters who created it from thin air in the first place. You'd think that when running a fixed game like that, far more lucrative than even the ones their casino mogul cousins and fellow tribe members in Las Vegas operate, it would be very hard to fail. But, as we've seen with several major bank failures in just the last two weeks, the opposite is actually true. Failing this month, we find Silicon Valley Bank, which served many wealthy clients and huge high-tech players. Silvergate Bank, which was entangled with several quote-unquote exchanges, which would be better called cryptocurrency casinos, including Sam Bankman-Fried's FTX. Remember, Bitcoin is not crypto. It is the opposite of crypto and New York's Signature Bank, which was once famously Donald Trump's go-to bank for many of his deals, but dumped him after the January 6 fiasco, which catered mainly to New York City's financial elite, and which also was intertwined with innumerable crypto scams and rug-pull operators, many of them Jews. How did they all fail? The same way banks usually fail. Runs on the bank, wherein depositors hear some bad news about the bank's Wall Street or other bets and rush en masse to withdraw their money. Since the deposits aren't really there, that's just a fiction. They just pretend they are there, which is the essence of their money creation scam. The bank's reserves are quickly depleted, even if only one in ten of their depositors asks for their money back. This creates more bad news, and even more depositors run for the exits, and the bank is forced to end its operations, as with Silvergate, or get bailed out by taxpayers or purchased by another bank with bigger reserves or some combination of the two. When you put $10,000 in a bank under current rules, they can lend out most of that holding back just a small percentage, perhaps 10%, 5% or less, depending on the latest Fed rules, as reserves. 
yet they pretend that you still have the full amount, the full $10,000 in your account to spend as you please, while at the same time they have bought FTT tokens or speculative stock or mortgages or lent out $9,000 or more of that 10000 And those who sold them the stock or the mortgages or received a loan can also spend around 90% of your $10,000 as they please. Thus, banks create money. It's as clear as the nose on Jonathan Greenblatt's face that where there was once $10,000, there is now $19,000. This is called fractional reserve banking. And when you consider that most of those who receive bank loans or sell banks an investment of some kind immediately deposit the money into their bank accounts where it becomes the basis for even more bank loans or gambling, you can be sure that there is a huge multiplier effect. Indeed, the multiplier effect of fractional reserve banking is such that the vast, vast majority of dollars in existence today are banker-created magic money and not actual United States currency. Not only is this fantastic swindle allowed by the U.S. government and all state governments, but the Jewish lobby and the banker lobby long ago used their influence to get laws passed that require the U.S. government to borrow its funds from bankers instead of creating them itself as it used to do. Thus, every single dollar that now comes into existence is not only created by bankers, but it is created as a loan that our children must keep on repaying forever. As under this system, there is no such thing as paying it all back, something the bankers don't foresee, don't care about, and don't even want. The bankers don't really care what the debt is or whether it will ever be paid back which is a fiction anyway. What they do care about is squeezing you and taking your wealth and real property forever. Conservatives often complain about the government printing too much money. But the U.S. government does not print money anymore. They print debt. Debt that you are born owing. It's the most insidious form of slavery and parasitism ever designed. But the system is inherently unstable. It involves pretending that depositors' funds are in two places at the same time. And if enough depositors demand their money back, it's simply not there a trait of many Jewish confidence schemes, as I detailed 
in my American Dissident Voices series, there's nothing there, and there's less than nothing there. So, banks tumble, get bailed out again and again and again, yet the crooked and immoral system goes on and on. The system that misrules us likes to keep such things complex and obscure, but I'd estimate that this latest string of bank failures has cost the taxpayers well over half a trillion dollars, more than $300 billion in FDIC payments and another $300 billion to make the big tech firms and venture capitalist vultures whole again, though they were supposedly uninsured and never paid a dime in premiums. Some animals are more equal than others. And who knows how far the house of cards will fall. We saw many hundreds of banks fail in 2008 through 2010, and so far we're less than a month into this latest string of failures. Almost a decade ago, I detailed how we as a people were impoverished to keep the bankers afloat. Quote, in just the last few years, we have seen the multi-trillion dollar bailout of the predominantly Jewish banking system. This bailout is an outright giveaway to a group of vultures so greedy that even the right to create money out of thin air couldn't save them. A series of blatant payoffs phony guaranteed loans, which were really gifts, and even payoffs to foreign bankers, all happening while millions of healthy white American families were driven to the wall by unemployment and loan foreclosure. The total cost, including payments from the Treasury and the Federal Reserve for this bailout, is 20 $59.5 trillion. With just the stroke of a pen, and in just a few months' time, we gave, or guaranteed, these vampires more than the entire cost of World War I, World War II, and the entire U.S. welfare establishment since 1965, combined. Close quote. You can be sure that the vultures today, in 2023, are getting far more from the taxpayers than they are willing to admit to. And this round of bailouts has just begun. It's totally bizarre to me that this scandalously crooked banking cartel is so deeply embedded in our society that it has become a power greater than that of the government itself, and that it's so deeply embedded that most people still can't imagine life without it. When good people point out how crooked it is, the rubes shake their heads and mutter among themselves, That can't be true. 
Our local bankers are fine folks. Banks are where people keep their money in those big safe vaults. And they carry on as usual. When the bank's so-called investments go south, even more of the tattered remains of our family's wealth and our children's futures are given to these snakes in human form who deserve nothing but the end that traitors and betrayers always deserve. Almost 20 years ago, an artist named Shepard Ferry, inspired by the cult movie classic They Live, which itself comes pretty close to making an analogy to what the Jews are doing to us, created a poster showing a dollar bill emblazoned with the words, This is your God. As a promotion for his showing, his gallery mailed out $600 bills with that phrase rubber-stamped on the back. Since then, the this-is-your-God idea has become a long-lived meme, with people even to this day stamping those words on the fronts or backs of Federal Reserve notes and then spending them. How appropriate. I mean, these bankers, for whom these notes are tokens of our slavery to them, must be gods. Not only is every single dollar that exists actually a promise to pay them forever, but to pay them forever for something they created out of thin air, which we actually could and should create for ourselves for free. But who are we to question the acts of these gods? To question them and their system must be a special kind of sin, the most egregious sin of all, for which no punishment is too severe, the sin of anti-Semitism. And when the gods make bad investments and go bankrupt, hmm, uh, I better not follow that train of thought. I might end up thinking that they're not gods after all. But but when these gods go bankrupt, we pay them again, so they are eternally solvent no matter what they do. Meanwhile, numberless white Americans and Europeans, non-Jewish people, are thrown out of work, have their life savings inflated away by 90% and more in a single lifetime have their assets seized for failure to pay, work harder than ever before for their masters just to stay in one place, have their ability to engage in commerce blocked by banks and credit card processors if they express forbidden thoughts, have their children's futures stolen from them in a wealth transfer unprecedented in human history and descend thereby into perpetual debt slavery, penury, despair, and often drug addiction and suicide. We can build a better system than this. The key to it all is understanding the message 
that William Luther Pierce gave to us. We must have our own society once again, a society for people of European descent only. We must have our own government again, not only answerable only to us, but having as its highest and holiest values the continued existence and progress of our people. What a difference that would make. Instead of a society ruled by aliens, in which our people are exploited and misled by Jews into committing suicide, and worshipping these pretended gods fit only for the pit, and all their tricks and evil ways, we would have a society fit for heroes and heroines, honestly striving for the best in every field, knowing that our labors were going to secure the futures of our sons and daughters and all our generations to come forever. Instead of the false gods of today's corrupt society, we would become a nation worthy of the real creator, the life force which has as its highest expression so far the best among us. <laughs>